Packers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here it is, your Monday, March 12th edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. Boy, this episode, this is a tough one to do. Um, but it's Flyers Daily, and we will skate our next shift, and we will get back over the boards and get after it again. But what an absolute unbelievable circumstance that took place at the Wells Fargo Center yesterday. Get up to a two-goal lead in the first period. That's been so rare for this team to come out of a period with a multiple-goal lead, let alone 2 nothing. And then in the second period, Buffalo pushes back, and it is Buffalo pushing back, I get it. And they get the game tied. You head into the third and three-and-a-half-minute mark, roughly, of the third period. You take the lead on that Shane Gosses bear goal. And then in 25 seconds, it's all for naught. And two of the players that you, two of the players that you really rely on, uh, and your most detailed players and veteran players, had had lapses of mind. Claude Drew iced the puck, and that caused the first goal after a bad icing that didn't need to happen. And you don't expect him to do that. I don't expect him to do that. And then Chung Couturier trying to. Get a puck out of the zone. Just didn't get enough on it on that backhand trying to go high glass to get it out of the zone and loft it. And then 25 seconds after the tying goal, it ends up in the back of your net. And maybe, maybe that's when you go, okay, it was fate. It's not meant to be. <laughs> I don't know. It's no laughing matter because, again, this is against the Buffalo Sabres. And this isn't even the Buffalo Sabres who are a bad team with all of their firepower. No, it's the Buffalo Sabres without Jack Eichel, without Taylor Hall, without Eric Stahl, who was traded a few weeks ago, without Brandon Montour, who was traded yesterday. And in a must-win game. And it came down to that 25 seconds. And it, it basically negates or mitigates, whatever you want to say. It, it just negates the win on Saturday over the Bruins. And maybe, look, maybe that was fool's gold anyway. And maybe they weren't going to be able to make a push for the playoffs. It would have been fun, though, to live another day. But based on this loss, and, and again, I've used the word microcosm on this podcast way too much this season. But I'm asking for one more usage of it. Today and yesterday is a microcosm of the season. And I talked about it in the beginning of the season when the Flyers were through their first roughly five and a half weeks. And they had that record of 11-4-1. The process was not good. Team was getting outshot handily night in and night out. They were spending too much time in their defensive zone, not enough time in the offensive zone. And, you know, I I used the term at the time that good teams find ways to win when they're not at their best, and bad teams find ways to lose when they are at their best. And what we saw in the beginning of the year, and that was presumptive because they were coming off a season where they made a huge step forward. And they were winning games with timely goals and big saves and really kind of preventing high-danger chances. Yeah, they were giving up a lot of shots, but not a lot of high-quality shots. And But eventually, obviously, things had changed in March with some unbelievably erratic play and monster breakdowns, mental breakdowns that can't happen. And we got here into the month of April, and things started to look a little better from a process standpoint. The results were okay, and then yesterday you had a good result against Boston. And then again, like we've said before, too, it's one step forward, then a leap backwards. And that's what that game was against Buffalo. 
It's a leap backwards. And the deadline's today at 3 o'clock. Look, I know a lot of people are like, sell, sell, sell. Get this. Break it up. This isn't the time to break it up right now because you can't right now in season. That's not how it works. I know that's an insta reaction of frustration. I get it. Who's going to want these players? They stink. I, I get it. And I, I, I see it on social media, and we're going to get to some people's, you know, reactions from the game in just a minute. But, you know, Scott Lawton's a UFA. Michael Raffle was held out of the game yesterday. He's a UFA. If they're not going to extend Scott Lawton, then I would I would presume that he's going to be traded today. Maybe when you're listening to this, it already happened. I don't know. Uh, Michael Raffle, the same thing. Maybe Brian Elliott. He's a UFA. Maybe somebody's looking for some goaltender depth. Maybe a team like Toronto is looking for some goaltender depth because Freddie Anderson has a little bit of uncertainty around him. Jack Campbell's been good, but maybe you could use a little bit of goaltending depth. Plus, Toronto just made a huge trade for Felino, So maybe that's a situation as well. But it's been just such an erratic year, and the only consistency has been inconsistency with the performances. And that's not a good trade. It's not a good trade at all. And... You know, I've taken some time since the game ended to get to recording. A lot of times when it's a night game, I'll record very soon after the game's over and I finish the post-game show. I've had some time to now decompress, kind of wrap my head around what happened in that 25 seconds. And I don't know that I've come to any clarity. I'm still angry. I'm still going, how how does that even happen? How do you have that 3-2 win yesterday and then you allow that Buffalo Sabres team to come back on you in the third period and do what they did? So I don't have any clarity with the situation. But, and and like I said, I'm still angry about it because I believe that there is talent here. But clearly, something needs to change. And it brings me to my first point I want to talk about. And I put out a tweet about this because a lot of people are heaping a lot of blame at the feet of the general manager. And again, I've gone through this before, and I'm going to go through it again. A guy named Andy, ASB underscore 63, tweeted me, and he said, this team has deficiencies that are obvious to the fans, but not to Chuck Fletcher. And my response to him was, so you don't think an NHL GM knows of the issues when he's been in the game since birth, his father, was Cliff Fletcher, was a legendary NHL GM, Chuck Fletcher is also a Harvard-educated man. Why? Because he doesn't depreciate his assets and players publicly? That's pretty naive. Again, I know everybody wants a pound of flesh right now, and they want to see the GM go up there and pound his fist on the table. It doesn't work that way. But Chuck Fletcher's no fool. If you can see it, Andy, and everybody else can see it, don't you think a guy that's been in hockey knows it as well? He may not tell you. There's a game that's being played from an executive standpoint. It's never depreciating your own assets, never tipping your hand. It's always about having some power in any negotiation of trade, contract, or anything. So for you to actually believe that the team has deficiencies that are obvious to the fans but not to Chuck Fletcher, I think that's incredibly that's incredibly naive. He knows what the issues are. And I could sit here and, and have him on this podcast and press him six ways to Sunday. And I'm not going to get it from him. That's not what GMs do. 
He understands the problems. When I asked him on the last time he was on this podcast about the top pair, he talked about Ivan Provorov. That wasn't who I was talking about. I'm talking about the guy to play with Provorov. He knows he needs a legitimate top pair to have success in the NHL. He signed uh, Suter when he was in Minnesota for a reason. You know you need a legit stud top pair defenseman. And I don't think he believes that that's Ivan Provorov as a legit total bell cow number one yet. He went out and got Matt Niskanen for a reason. So a lot of people want to heap a lot of the blame on Chuck Fletcher and say, well, Niskanen retired. What did he do to replace it? He signed Eric Gustafson. Granted, Eric Gustafson, that signing has not worked out. But he was never signed to replace Matt Niskanen. He traded for Matt Niskanen when Niskanen had two years on his contract. So when you make that deal, your plan and your structure is based on Niskanen being here for two years. When he up and retires out of the blue, that changes everything. Okay, so now I have this huge hole. One of the hardest things to get in the NHL is this. Always to get goaltending. But one of the hardest things to get in the NHL is a legit top pair, right side, right shot defenseman. Because you know what? The teams that have them don't really let those guys go. They're a bit of a unicorn. And they're hard to find. And he went out and he found Matt Niskanen. Problem is, is that Niskanen retired with a year left on his deal. And what were the options for Chuck in the offseason? Okay, free agency. Those guys weren't out there and available. There was one guy, Petrangelo. And Petrangelo wanted to go to Vegas, got paid a ton of money. Flyers were outpriced for that anyway because Niskanen was a $5.5 million cap hit. And they didn't have a shot at, at Petrangelo. So that's not an option. Would you want to sign Tory Krug? That's not the answer. Did you just want to sign another guy? Okay, the trade market. People weren't making trades. With a flat cap and an an expansion draft looming, the trade market has not been there. There weren't options for him to, to fill that hole. Yeah, he could have made a deal maybe and made the team a little bit better. But you don't make a deal just to make a deal. You make the deal because it's the right deal for your team going forward. Look, and the loss hurt. But again, I've said this before. Matt Niskanen is not the issue with this team. Yeah, it hurt them. It set them back. But they should not have been set back to this extent. So, I, look, and I get, a lot of people say, too, what's he done since he's been here? Well, he signed Kevin Hayes. I know Hayes hasn't had the best year this year. But last year, he was great. I guess I know some people are turning on him already. He has not had a great year. He hasn't been as effective on the penalty kill. He hasn't been as effective as a player. Uh, I think part of that, too, is the constant line juggling, which is uh, another issue when you're not having success. Coaches change the lines, and there's been a lack of chemistry. And sometimes you just got to pick the line and say, hey, we're going to stick with it. And if we don't win with it after four games, then we'll make a change. But we got to stick with it. And there's just been a lot of juggling. But when, when I look at what Chuck Fletcher's done, uh, you know, he's got surgery to perform on this team to steal all the Friedman's way of putting it. And what you can accomplish today at the deadline is minor, is sell. But the surgery the team needs, that's something that takes place in an offseason. That doesn't happen at the deadline. Teams aren't going to take players with term and, and contract dollars attached. So we got to go in today understanding that mindset. If you're expecting a ton of moves today and then to sell off players that you deem as part of the problem, then you're going to be disappointed. Because that's not what today is. The trade deadline is not that in the NHL. 
not in a flat cap NHL and not with an expansion draft looming. The surgery, the major surgery, the reconstructive surgery comes probably around the draft and after the expansion draft. That's when it happens. So I hate to tell people to be patient for that part of it, but I will tell you this. The general manager is no fool. He knows that this team has a lot of issues that need to be rectified. I think there's talent here. Clearly, the talent doesn't fit together perfectly. The talent doesn't fit together well. There are areas that need that are glaring, like that top pair defenseman. I think they absolutely 100% need more physicality in their lineup too. Now, you can't just grab physicality that can't play in today's game. you got to grab physicality that can play in today's game. And that's easier said than done, but it's got to be done. There's no accountability on the ice for when they get pushed around. There's just not enough of it. They have some big guys, like Kevin Hayes is a big guy, but he doesn't play that game. They need to find a game that creates a little bit of fear in the opposition. Sam Moran, I, I know that you know he brings that to the table, but Sam's an unrestricted free agent, and I'd be surprised if he was with the team next year. So with that being said, and, and we'll see what Sam can do the rest of the way here, but with that being said, I think that that's another element that they really need. And and well, I've been resistant to the pure goal scorer, and I don't think they need a pure goal scorer right now. I don't think that's the answer, but I think they need a shoot-first mentality guy, a guy that's a little bit more selfish with the puck and wants to shoot more. They do have a lot of guys that like to make the extra pass, and sometimes you need a guy that's just going to say, you know what, I get the puck and I get it in that spot, I'm shooting it. And the players that play with me are going to know it, and they're not going to know to just go to the blue paint and, and look for a rebound because I'm not passing it. If I get it in in this 15-foot range on this side of the ice, I'm shooting. So they do need that. And th- look, there's a lot of things they need. they got to figure out first to get that top pair defenseman to play along with Provorov. they they got to figure out what Phil Myers is at this point. He looks so good and progressed so much last year, and he's just been so erratic this year. Travis Sanheim, they, I think that he's also a guy that's been up and down this year, but I think with consistency and a partner, I think you could have something. Shane Gossespierre, frankly, has been pretty damn good. He was waived, and I, I think he's been pretty good for what he is. But again, he's got to be a third-pairing defenseman and a power play specialist. You can't be playing him in a top-four defensive role because it's just not his strength. It's not. He's an offensive, gifted offensive defenseman. So I, I think that there, there's a lot of moves to be made, and we're going to talk about all of it over the next weeks and months and everything else. Um, but I, I'm angry still. There's a lot of hockey this weekend, and to have that one game end that way against that team is really, really tough to swallow today. It really is. I mean, I am still just perplexed at what happened in that game. And I and look, a lot of times, especially after a loss, I like to play the coach and to get their thoughts and so you can hear that, but I don't I don't think you guys care today. I'm just trying to read what you guys are thinking about. You guys listen to this podcast very faithfully and I love you for it, but I don't think that you want to hear that today. I know Claude said after the game what happened was unacceptable and it's incredibly frustrating given the situation and I truly believe that the players are, are pissed off, and but it, it is very frustrating what's going on. Very, very frustrating. Let me get to some of—so I, I put out a tweet, 
And I just put out a tweet and just said, hey, I know everybody's really mad. Everybody's angry at what's happened. And I wanted to get people to kind of give me how they were feeling in one sentence. And I said I would read a bunch here on the show and react to them in today's in this Flyers Daily that you're listening to. Um, first of all, like 250 people responded. And I, and I think that's great. Why do I think that's great? Because you people care. Um, even though somebody, Dean, did uh, tweet and say, the fact, of the, the fact that most of these replies are more than one sentence is pretty funny. It is pretty funny. But I think people had a hard time containing it to one sentence because they are so angry. So um, John Morrison said, the fact that this year is a disappointment cannot be overstated. And the disappointment word is, is, is a good one because, you know, when you got in trouble when you were a kid, your dad said to you or your mom said, I'm not mad at you. I'm disappointed. And, like, that hurt more than being – you're like, just be mad at me. But they weren't mad. They were disappointed. You let them down in your belly, and that's, that's terrible. And disappointment's a good word. Tyler uh, Scregnoli, TJ Scregnoli on Twitter – I probably didn't say that right, Tyler, but I'm sorry. Uh, the flyer ceiling is being a good team, but good teams don't win cups. Elite teams do. Okay. Um, I'm not really thinking about that right now. Um, but elite teams win cups. Yeah, absolutely. It takes a lot to win a cup. You can have an elite team and never win a cup, too. It takes a little bit of luck along the way. But you got to put yourself in position. And the Flyers last year were a good team. They weren't an elite team. And they came back this year, and they weren't a good team. Um, at Mooch1218 said, the Claude Giroux era has been wasted. Uh, well, he's under contract for another year, and he's such a competitor. And I mean, as you guys know, I defend Claude Giroux quite a bit and his leadership. And I was going back and forth with a guy on my social media who was questioning his leadership. And, you know, I, I don't know what some people think a leader does in hockey. Um, they lead, absolutely. But some people think the leader's got to be a rah-rah guy in the locker room, and that is not the case. They, a lot of leaders are not verbal leaders. Most of the times, the guys that talk in the room are role players, and the leaders and the talent don't say as much. And, and I know Drew does talk in the locker room, but I've talked to so many guys that he has played with, played against, on and off the record. And not a single one has ever questioned his leadership. He is as competitive, prepared, and all of those things. Is he perfect all the time? Hell no. No, he's not. But he, he, it hurts him to his core what's going on. And he wants to win. And he wants to win for you guys. He wants to win for the fan base. I hope he gets the opportunity to do it too. I was hoping this year would be a year where they took another step in that direction. But clearly, that has not been the case. Uh, Stephen Midget tweets in and he says, Today was evidence that this year's lineup is clearly not able to take that next step, and Chuck must make some moves by tomorrow's deadline. That he says, I still believe the offseason is where he does most of his work, but something needs to be done in the here and now. I agree with that, Stephen. I totally agree with that. I think the major surgery, again, to use the analogy, is something that happens around the draft or after the expansion draft. And I think there will be some significant moves. Um, but I think something does need to be done now. I totally agree with that. Like, it makes no sense to me if you're not going to re-sign Scott Lawton um, to retain him. 
It doesn't make any sense. And if you haven't re-signed them by tomorrow at 3 o'clock, then you're not going to. You, you would have had a deal done by now. And Michael Roffel, if they're not going to re-sign him, which I don't think they are, there's no reason not to trade him. I mean, if you get a fifth-round pick for him, there's no reason. He's going to be a UFA. He's a great guy, and he's a very uh, a player with a – he's got a lot of different skills that you can move around to different positions, can play center, can play both wings, can kill penalties. I mean, he's got some value on the market to a team heading to the playoffs, plus he's got a contract that is just – not it, it's not a hard one to fit. It doesn't make a ton of money. At Chadley Heed says or Chadley Head, he says this disappointing season is ultimately for the best. I guess we could if if you mean just by the fact that they were never going to be a true contender this year anyway, based on how it's gone to this point, then I would agree with you. But I didn't want a disappointing season. I was hoping this team could take the next step. At writer Calhoun tweets, and he says, this offseason is going to be monumental for this franchise. He said, let's hope that management executes it properly. So much for one sentence. Uh, great job on the podcast, Jason. Listen to it every day on the way to work. Here is hoping better podcast discussion material in the future. Totally agree, Ryder. Thank you. And it's a great, it is going to be a absolutely monumental, pivotal, critical offseason for Chuck Fletcher. This is where he's got to put his fingerprints all over the franchise. He's going to have to do major surgery. Right now, it feels like without anesthesia. All right, one more because I can't keep going through these, and it's exhausting, and I think I need to get some sleep. Um, <laughs> Barry Schaefer tweets in, and he says, he says, I'm happy the team didn't have it this year. He said, I'm happy a team that didn't have it this year finally can realize they need to sell any piece not here for the long term that they can and they avoided the false hope with the win before tomorrow's deadline. Well, that is a silver lining. You know, there was no guarantee if they won that game against Buffalo that they were going to push towards the playoffs. Or we don't even know if Chuck Fletcher would have been more in rental buy mode. I doubt he would have. But um, I feel like we have a little bit of clarity today that while it's not mathematically impossible for them to go to the postseason, it is insanely improbable. All right, everybody, thanks for listening to this episode of Flyers Daily. They'll be back at it tomorrow to take on the Washington Capitals on the road Thursday against Pittsburgh and then a couple of games on the weekend back at the Wells Fargo Center. Uh, everybody, keep your chin up. Skate your next shift. Do what you got to do today. All right, everybody, thanks for listening to Flyers Daily. We'll talk to you tomorrow.